Alright, we are here. Um, episode of who God knows what number nineteen maybe seventeen eighteen. Um, this is Performance Academy podcast with uh, Zach Rowe and your boy Josh, and we are back at it again, staying on track. Um, boy Howdy. Um, it's been rough lately. I was just talking about Josh before we started. About me? No, I was talking to you about prior to start recording uh about fitness related stuff so you can go first i'm still doing the same old stuff um i was kind of had a less than optimal last two weeks just because i had some allergies worse last week and a little bit this week but it's, it kind of makes me like throw up sometimes in the morning like dry the heat <clears throat> so allergies yeah like, like i get mucus and it runs down the back of my throat oh. and i kind of like like especially like in the morning, it's kind of like hardened almost. Seems like from like just sleeping or whatever. Yeah. Um. And so if I elevate my head, it gets a little bit better. But needless to say, so yeah, then it causes me to like, especially when I exercise, to like kind of like dry heave or throw up. Like throw up sometimes. Last Monday after jujitsu, I, I pulled over and I had to throw up. Damn. It's just like water and a little bit of mucus, you know. So between that and then also the pool that I was using, I uh, was also closed down, so I just wasn't getting as much. Uh, Working oh, out yeah. swimming the last two McCormick. weeks. Yeah. So. Um, that was for the whole month, right? No, that's actually only like two and a half weeks. It's pretty quick. Oh. Around. So. What were they doing to it? I don't even know. So, that, I think something to do with plumbing or piping or something. I guess mm-hmm. that's plumbing. But. Yeah. That's what I think I heard. Um, yeah. So. But I've been doing more running, I guess. So. It ebbs and flows. I'm feeling, feeling good. Just really sore right now. Um. What are you allergic to that makes that happen? Huh? Uh, you... Changing the seasons. Oh, uh, just like pollen or whatever? I guess so. It was weird because I only got started getting it like four years ago or something like that. It was out of nowhere. Mm. So, yeah, it's just super annoying. I fucking hate it. Yeah. That's so, yeah, that's that's pretty much it, I guess you could say. All right. Um, <clears throat> yeah, for me. This is episode 18, by the way. 18. I said 18, right? You said 19 at first. Ah, damn it. Um, yeah, for me, um, man, I don't remember. What was the last time we did this? It was after my triathlon. So, yeah, I mean, I took a, I took kind of like a week to, well, honestly, it's, I'm just been, it's been really chill so ever since my triathlon. I thought I was going to take a week off and kind of get back on, but it's not like I'm not working out, but it's just kind of a struggle to, fit them in because i've just had so much fucking stuff going on and i just don't feel super motivated to get after it like i usually do and just a lot of stress with school finishing up here soon and just trying to get everything done but you know i've just been like my my basketball league started on mondays so i do that mondays we started the season off 2-0 i had a big six points the first game and Big four points a second game, so that's lit. Uh, I can dunk pretty consistently now. Yeah? Yeah, which is surprising because I really haven't been working towards, like, more, like, power and, like, jumping ability. And, I mean, God knows how long. I just, you know, I've just been doing um just cardio mainly. And then, like, any kind of lifting I do, it's more for hypertrophy, you know? So I was really surprised. I'm, like, consi- I used to be able to dunk, like... You know, I get like one out of one out of like every three or something. Now I can do it pretty much every time, so I'm so pretty surprised by that. So I'm trying to hit a dunk in the game. Kind of seems like, especially since like your 
training doesn't lend itself to like power output. It's like yeah, kind no. of the opposite of yeah. the spectrum. Yeah. So I mean, you, maybe just like as a whole, like you're becoming like more athletic. Yeah. Like you're, you're still coming up on your most prime athletic years of your life anyway. For sure. And I, I'm lighter now too. You know, I haven't actually weighed myself in a good minute, but the last time I did, I was like 163. Um, so yeah. So I'm lighter, so that helps, I guess. Less weight to push when I go up. But um, yeah, I do that Mondays. That's fun. It feels like things are getting back normal. Like there's still people kind of like wearing masks, or whatever, you know. But yeah. pretty much once you get in that back gym, you can just take the mask off, and no one's gonna fucking bitch at you or anything. So that's that's pretty cool. Getting back to doing that. And yeah, just cycling every once in a while, lifting every once in a while. I need to I need to kind of get. It's really tough because I have these next two weeks of school, so it's going to be kind of challenging to get everything. But I have the new job with the health coach, which I have a crazy ass story, a couple crazy ass stories of that. Oh my god, that gym so there, that job so insane. But I have that, and then um, uh, I have some other possible opportunities coming up. So I don't know. It's kind of just all over the place right now. Need to wrangle it in. But the, but the big thing that I've changed and I've been really focusing on is the diet mainly. I think I talked about last time I'm doing keto and that's right you're still I've really only fucked up once. One night I was just uh, I was over at that girl's house that I've been talking to recently and I got home really late and I was just so hungry and I was like fuck it so I been, ate a bunch of um, like off-brand uh, what are those corn like curly corn chips? Fritos, like off, like off-brand Fritos. They're like more like the healthy ones, you know, from Trader Joe's or whatever. And I just like slammed a bunch of those. So that was like the one day I fucked off. But other than that, how's that? Yeah, how's that going, dude? Frankly, are you I a just, into it now or something? No, I'm like a little over two weeks into it. Oh, yeah, a little over two weeks into. So you it. must have just started um, when we did the last podcast. Yeah, I did just started. Um, and I'm gonna. I'd like to do. A, I'd like to shoot for five to six weeks, but um, my friend, she's gonna be having um, a party bus going out to this winery, literally the day after my last day of school ever when I graduate. So it's gonna be. I don't give a flying fuck about my diet. I'm getting blasted that day. It's the fourth and my last day. The next day is the fifth, Saturday. I'm getting fucking blasted. I don't care. Um, so that's, that's going to take up to basically like four weeks or a little over four weeks. So, um, I might be able to see it out as far as I'd like to, but whatever. But frankly, it kind of fucking sucked. Really? I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's just, I don't know how people do this for extended periods of time to lose weight. I I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm dying over here, bro. Like it's, (laughs) it's so restrictive and it's so hard and I don't feel better. I feel shittier. Like, you know how people talk about, like, the cognitive benefits of keto? Like, you kind of got to get past those first couple of days. Like, they say the keto flu or whatever. And then, you know, you have more mental clarity and your brain's using the ketones or whatever to uh, burn for energy instead yeah. of carbohydrates. And you have more of a consistent um, flow of energy or whatever, you know, as opposed to the spikes where you're eating a lot of carbs. And just cognitively, I don't feel like I'm like, like there, hundred percent. And I, I, like I've said, I've been dragging with my with my working out, and I don't f- like feel like I really want to train, you know. So I'm just like, what the fuck am I doing, you know? 
and like the physiological benefits of it like the mitochondrial density and uh insulin sensitivity and all that kind of stuff i just like it's you can't really see it and like i don't feel it in my workouts so i just i don't really know yeah it's kind of a bitch I mean, at this um, point, you might as well just see it outside. Yeah, yeah, I'm just going to keep doing it, but, you know. The only good thing I've really come out of this is eating schlaffles. I think I brought it up last time, did I? You did. The baby. cheese and egg waffles, those are so fucking lit. So I'm going to really miss those once I go back. But but then I could just go back to eating French toast, and I'll be fine with that. French toast is good, too. Um, so, yeah, like, it's, it's cool when you get to eat the foods because, like, the food's really good. I eat, like, a lot of eggs and... Bacon and sausage and um, cheese and lots of different kinds of nuts, like cashews and macadamia nuts and um, beef jerky for snacks and whatever. That's like prime and Greek yogurt. Um, and that's like pretty much all the foods I've been eating. So I, I don't know how people do it, dude. It's, it's kind of brutal. But nonetheless, that's, that's it with me in that regard. So, um, cool. We'll just move on to the next thing. Let me bring up my notes here. Did you want to talk about that that thing? Right I'm now? just still kind of going through it. It's just kind of crazy, like, how much, like, these little descriptions of each one of the topics, like, is, is me like a T almost. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we'll just talk about this now. So, right, currently, um, like I said, I only have, like, two more weeks of school. My last class is a three-week accelerated course, Ken 469, uh, Fitness Management. You've already taken it. I'm taking it right now. And um, one of the projects that you have to do is read this book, um, Strengths-Based Leadership. And I recommend this to basically anyone, not even just in fitness related, but anything, any, anyone in like leadership type positions or wants to be there because it's really good uh, resource for that. But if you buy the book new, it comes with a code. You might just be able to buy the code. Maybe I'm I don't sure know. you can, dude. but that, yeah. it's Clifton Strengths, and then the research part. I think Gallup is the researcher. Yeah. They've done this. Uh, I think it was like over thirty something years where they they reached out to like I don't know hundreds hundreds maybe even thousands of people. I can't remember exactly, and just kind of followed them through thirty years and just kind of saw where they developed to, and they had them take these 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 surveys, see what type of leadership qualities they have. And the main guy, um, I think Clifton is his name, actually. They named it after him, I'm pretty sure. Um, what he kind of determined was that there's no one uh, characteristic or group of characteristics that leads to someone being a successful leader, uh, leader in any type of facet. And it's they narrowed it down to these 34, I believe, characteristics. And, and then narrow those down into four different domains or, or themes, I guess. And the four themes are executing, influencing, relationship, and strategic thinking. So executing is just like, you know, as the name entails, someone that kind of just like gets shit done and like, you know, does that. I don't know if we have like the different characteristics for each. I think I pulled it up. Okay, well, I'll do strategic thinking because I have it right here. Oh, no, it's it's a sliding... Never mind. <laughs> oh, yeah, here we go. Executing. 
So different characteristics of executing is like achiever, arranger, belief, consistency, which is actually one of mine, Delib deliberative, discipline, focus, responsibility, restorative. Um, so these are just different kind of characteristics of someone with the executing. So when I was going through these, it made me think of my time at the Y and like who kind of filled into like these different things. And I'd say Ricky is definitely one of these types, like an executor, you know? Mm -hmm. I bet, yeah, I bet if he took this, he he would fall into fall into this kind of stuff, like an arranger, consistency. Whenever he was there, like, he, he's the one that, he, like, made shit happen. Like, he's he was there from the beginning when that remodel just happened, and he built up the personal training program to what it was. Um, he started the fit zone and made that whole room what it was, and then he passed it off to kind of Irby and, and Jill, who then fucked it, and then I took over before COVID it. <laughs> um, but, um, so yeah, that's that's the executing, and then the next was uh, influencing, and this is like a activator, command, communication, competition, maximizer, self assurance, so on. Um, yeah, you know, just like someone like the authoritative type. He wasn't exactly a leader at the Y, but so, so I, I think it's someone like kind of Brent, you know. For for which one? For the uh, influencing. Oh, yeah. I can see that. Yeah, it's like that very like personable talk to the person type. Of. Yeah. You could maybe even say the relationship building for him, maybe. But I, I immediately thought of someone like Brent. Um,. So that's how, like, that type of person um, uh, leads, you know. And the third one was relationship building. And this was, like, adaptability, connect connectedness, empathy, harmony, inf includer, all these kind of different things. I thought, who do you think of the why? For which one? For, <laughs> for relationship building. For relationship building? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Come on. Ooh. Obviously, Lauren. Oh yeah, oh yeah, for sure, Lauren. I didn't think about that, but like, uh, I mean, I merely thought of um, Joe. You oh, know, yeah, she's definitely that kind of personable type. Um, but yeah, Lauren's definitely one of those type of people too. And then the last one, which both you and me have fell into, was the strategic thinking. Maybe that's why we get along a lot. Um, <laughs> Probably. Uh, but analytical. Because everyone else being so dumb just pisses us off. Yeah, you just we just look at it much more objectively. It's like analytical context, context, futuristic, ideation, ideation, I don't know, input, intellection, learner, strategic. So yeah, four out of my five, and same for you, right? Four out of five, we're in this. Oh yeah, four out of five were strategic thinking. Both of ours, and we had an overlap in context and analytical, I think. Context so I, and intellection. Oh, intellection. What was your uh, other two that were in there? Analytical and um. Futuristic. Futuristic, huh? Yeah. So just try what's going uh, on in the corner type of thing? Yeah. People exceptionally talented in futuristic theme are inspired by the future and, and what could be, like I said, was saying before we started recording, what could be. They energize others with their visions of the future. I was like, dude, that's 100% me. Nice. I'm just always kind of looking at how to improve things. And before, before we started recording, I think I said this too, is... Um, yeah, what the idea of what could be is all I f ever focused on when uh, I was at the Y growing all different programs that I was associated with, like personal training, super kids, uh, fit zone. When like, now if you think about it, 
I don't want to shit on Irby. He'll never hear this, so we can just we can just talk about it. But do you see Irby falling into like any of these really? You know. Um. Because I was just thinking about it, like all the other leaders, kind of at the Y, I could see them falling into like different categories, but I just don't feel like. I just don't really see any of these traits in him necessarily, you know? Like, he wasn't an executor. Like, he never really, like... He, he wasn't a leader. He was a manager. And I, I've yeah. talked... Because this was another thing. Did I just go on? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, this is something I talked about with Miles. Is is he, he was never really a very good leader. He just managed people well. Yeah. And um, this is, like, one of the concepts they talk about in the book. I don't really see any of these kind of concepts in him and that's why i just i don't ultimately i feel like this like maybe why he doesn't really have a job now to be to be honest because like when you just manage people you're not a leader and you don't have all these different things to to supply to something it's like well there's no people there anymore so it's like who is he there to manage yeah, that's true. you know what i mean that's a good point there's no there, there like there was like a handful of personal trainers and the, the ones that were there their business was extremely small and then they fired all the wellness coaches up until recently. I think, uh, I think almost all of them except for Aaron have come back. Um, yeah, but like, you know, you just didn't, you didn't have anyone to manage and you weren't much of a leader in any other aspect. So it's like, you know, what do we do? You know, Unfor- yeah. unfortunately, yeah, that's a good point. So, um, I just thought all this was very interesting. Yeah, no, I, and, really, I really like this whole thing, too. Yeah, and it makes me think because, like, eventually I want to kind of own my own business and, and go towards that path and be a leader like that. So, I was like, what what the book really emphasized was, like, people always trying to fill in the cracks of what they struggle and lack in when really you should work towards your strengths um, and ha- fill in the rest of the things that you lack in, in your leadership around you. So I was like, um, oh, that makes sense, you know. Yeah. Have people. Yeah, it's ha- true. Have people, cause um, you know, I think back like, to the. Were you there when Amelia was there? Yeah. Right. No, he just left. He just left. Okay. Yeah. So I think about like Amelia was kind of like the head boss guy, right? I think about who he filled in around him to kind of fulfill all these different things. He was very personal. I would say he was more of like a influence type of person um he was very good that kind of stuff but like the relationship building he had like joe and um for like the executing he had ricky upstairs you know and um maybe probably more of the strategic thinking and um whatnot was uh what's what's his face that went to orange county fuck i can't remember his name but um, he, he was more of like the day-to-day kind of things and making things work and that kind of stuff. And Amelia would, he was more of like the influence type people because he would always be there with the suits, you know, whenever he was there. He wasn't a day-to-day guy. He was there like with the suits, kind of showing people around. He's like schmoozing, that kind of thing. So I could see how like the ecosystem was working. And and then I realized once uh, What's-His-Face came in, Mario, he was a big micromanager. And I don't really, I couldn't really tell you where he fell into here because I don't know him that well. But when that, when he came in and he replaced, because Ricky really wasn't there as top guy for a while or for very long. And, um, but when he came in, it just threw everything off and like people didn't really know exactly. Yeah, the ecosystem. Yeah, it, it, it threw it all out of whack and then obviously COVID hit. But anyways, 
if you're not familiar with them, we should probably move on to something else because you don't know the the why. You're like, who the fuck are all these people? Yeah. <laughs> but um, whatever. Um, but yeah, it makes me think. So yeah, I'll, I'll kind of go into the next thing. Is I I want to really focus on possibly getting my own like location, you know? And it just seems very overwhelming and like a lot to do. But recently, um, are you familiar with the next store app? Yeah. What? Yeah. What is? It? Yeah, yeah. It's just like it's just like people that live in the neighborhood. And they just it's like a fucking freelance? Facebook or oh. no, no, it's not for you. It's like it's like a like a Facebook or like Instagram, but just for your immediate community. And people just post all kinds of random stuff up there. It could just be like news related stuff or like like hey, um, I'm looking for a babysitter or whatever or like different kind of mm-hmm. things, you know. And uh, there was this one personal trainer lady, Marianne. She lives in the area, and she has, like, a pretty much exclusively online personal training business for seniors and specifically more senior women. Mm-hmm. She kind of kills it with that. And she does one-on-one stuff, but also does group exercise all online. And so uh, my mom showed me, and I was like, okay, let me, like, reach out. And I, I don't really like doing online stuff all that much, but I was like, maybe it's just something to fill out the uh, the schedule and then you know, try and build a relationship. So that's kind of what fitness is all about, building relationships. And I got talking to her and she was like, oh yeah, um, you know, you don't, you don't sound super into the online stuff, but I have like idea of possibly doing like a fit after 50 class in person and like trying to build that. And then she, and then that kind of got in, we talked about that and she was like, oh, I've even considered maybe opening a, like a, a physical location, like a studio. She actually explicitly said, I don't know if you're familiar with that pavilions off of Spring and Woodruff. Yeah. And there's the cleaners to the left and then uh, the dental office to the right. In between is that one location. And it's been vacant for a really long time. And she... I know where that's at. Yeah. And she was talking about possibly um, expanding business into there and having like a senior specific fitness center there. I was like... That would be a little lit. Mm-hmm. So you think about it, you know, um, I don't think you were the Y yet, but when like all the nifty after 50s, um, not all of them, but a lot of them closed. Were you there at that time? No. So nifty after 50 was like a pretty big um, chain, I guess, of like senior fitness centers, which a lot of them in the area, there's like three in the area and two of them closed down. And when those schools closed down, we had a big influx of seniors coming to the Y. Um, and so when she mentioned that, I thought about that and I was like, there's not a really a lot of senior specific fitness centers in the area. Like there's the why, but it's not, there's a lot of seniors that go there, go there because of the silver seniors program, but it's not a senior specific place. It's more of a community center like we've talked about before. So I was like, damn, that would be maybe like a really good niche market to get into. Yeah, it would be. Yeah. So So, thinking about like, just like you would just work there too. Well, I, I would, I would, I want to do like probably a partnership kind of thing with her, like, uh, like co-owners mm-hmm. of it. Mm-hmm. That's how I'd like to do it. So then you'd be teaching like group exercise classes for like. Yeah, and I think it would be more like a private gym where it's not like, it's not like a big commercial gym where you could just go in and exercise whenever. I think we'd have like specific times where there's classes going on, and people come to those and then just one-on-one training throughout the day you know Mm -hmm. and just do it like that and i was thinking about it 
uh, you know, that, you know, she's obviously has a lot of experience in, in training seniors and I have a decent amount just training from the Y. And then I already know a couple of se um, senior specific trainers that would probably be interested at first is Lauren. She works a lot with these a lot of seniors and I was actually talking to her recently, like about a week or so ago. And she said, oh yeah, training's going really good, but um, just kind of the problem is like, I want to do more, but I have to commute in between trainer or clients all the time because mm -hmm. she goes to her clients. Same thing as me, you know? And that takes up a lot of time. Uh, I was like, so she'd probably be down if you had like a one location, you know? Yeah. And then also remember Elena? Mm -hmm. She's, she teaches, she taught a bunch of group exercise classes at the Y. She's really great. She's super amazing with, with seniors. But also I was thinking they kind of fill in that, that, that part of, of like uh, leadership that I struggle with is the relationship building. She's another one of those type of people, Elena. We already talked about Lauren, but um, yeah, relationship building. And then I can just look at it more from the strategic, strategic thinking side on how to build a business up. But dude, get this, I looked into it I, when I was on a bike ride the other day and I took a picture of the thing and I um, got the website and the phone number and whatever. And I got in contact with them and I believe it's 21 square feet, 2100 square feet. And they said it's $4 per square foot. So that's $8,400 for rent every single month. I was like, fuck, that's not every week or every month rather. That's a lot of money. Yeah. So I was like, that's a, just such a big um, risk, yeah. you know, to yeah. fucking pay it eight grand. That's what you're risking when you're starting a business. You know? Yeah. But I mean, I, you got to look around other places and see how that compares. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. 100%. Um, because my mom was actually talking to me. You know the Huffs over on that corner that just closed recently? It's the street that turns into Ball when you go into Orange County. I forget the street. Mm. Ward? No, not Ward. Uh, whatever the fuck it is. It's, it's over, it's over like by that Goodwill and there's like a Dollar Tree there too. Um, but it was like 3,500 square feet or something like that. But then like a dollar seventy per per square foot. I can't remember how much that would be. But the thing is, the location isn't as good, you know. Point seven. So that's like six grand. So a little bit better. Yeah. So the owner of that place, do they own like where the the pavilions lot, the the cleaners, the it's a grind. They own that whole building. Yeah, what's well, a it's a real realtor kind of um, business thing where they own property. And they own properties in lots of different places, but they own that that whole strip and also kind of a caddy corner, I guess, where that or actually both of them. There's like both other corners. There's like the um, in the same parking lot, right? Yeah, there's is it an optometrist? I don't know. But there used the to corner? be there used to be a blockbuster in there, right? Like a long time ago. Maybe I don't know. But there's an optometrist, I think, on one corner. And the other one, there's, like, a, a pool supply store and, um, a, like, a game store mm -hmm. and, uh, like, a Mexican restaurant, I think. So they own all those. Yeah. I was like, they must make so much fucking money. Yeah, they, they just make a eight grand from that one spot. They must be like, waiting for, like, some sort of, like, chain, chain to come in and, like, who has, like, the capital to, like, pay that. It must, they must be. It must be. 
But yeah. I, and then I was thinking about it, like, what about those places that had to close down that, you know, like, the the Pilates studio and then the haircutting place, and then, um, those are probably the two only ones that had to close, for sure. I'm sure you can find some places now, especially after, like, places closed down this past year. Yeah. Because yeah. it just seems like so much money. It's, like, in a very good location right there, you know? A lot of parking, a lot of people drive around that area. Yeah. It's just eight grand, like, fuck, bro. That does sound a little bit much, to like, I don't really have much of like a, so to base that against, but like, yeah. it just seems like a, you could do considerably better than that. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm starting to think about it. But I was on the phone with the guy, and I was like, hold, I'm out of my league here. Like, I don't. Mm-hmm. He was throwing out abbreviations and all kinds of shit, and I, I was like, I don't know what the fuck you're saying right now, but, <laughs> but I'm going to figure it out. That's funny. <laughs> Yeah, all the lingo I'm, and shit. I'm taking fitness management right now. I'm going to learn some business shit. I'm going to come back to you in a couple weeks. <laughs> and I'm going to have my business plan. Yeah, um, you got to be ready to hit the road, too, for that first like, ASAP. What do you mean? You know, because you're going to start eating that 8000 real quick. Like, you got to get the business up and running. Yeah. Yeah. It's just how do you, like, overcome that hump at first? Like, there's no way you're making eight grand that first month, right? It's no, just no, like, no, no. you're just going to have to fucking hang in there and just hope. It, it picks up. I mean, you won't probably really clear profit for like months. Yeah. That's kind of that's, what they say, though, right? Yeah, like, that's typical, but you got to be ready for that, too. You know? That would stress me out. Yeah. I don't know. But that's that's what I want to get to. So it's like, I don't know. You just kind of got to eventually take that risk. I guess, you know? Yeah, you yeah. But do. But, yeah, so like that, I have that opportunity. Well, I sort of have that opportunity, right? I mean, I guess I can do whatever I want to, but I don't. I just don't know if I'm like quite there that yet, you know? Because this this lady I've been talking to, Marianne, she's much kind of. I don't know exactly how old she is, but she's been training for a minute, you know. So she's probably more in that position because she's the one that brought it up. But you know, that could be a potential possibility. But then, uh, just just a couple days ago on the the Ken Fitness news page on Beachport, this one company, a small company, they were, um, what's the word? Advertising a job position. It's this training business. It's this one lady and three other trainers. They just lost two of them. But they do, again, primarily older folks, but like an emphasis with um, neurological diseases and like Parkinson's and stuff. And I was like, fuck, that would be, a really good opportunity because I haven't talked to the main lady yet, but for whatever reason, her business mentor called me and like just kind of explained what she was looking for and um, the situation, you know, and it's like a small business, really low key. They explain like how they're making their money and like what everyone's getting. And um, they said they'd even be willing to train me in kind of training Parkinson's type people. Um, but they said they want more of an investment, like, you know, a year, two years training with them um, if they're going to invest the time in me. So I was like, that would be a really good opportunity to learn business related stuff, get more experience in like specific niche mm-hmm. kind of people, you know. Um, so I don't know. It's just it's just it's just tough to know kind of what direction to take it in. Yeah, I mean, that seems like the. The conservative, conservative, yeah. better option right it's now. It's definitely the more conservative option. Yeah. 
um, I, I just the, the the part that scares me the most is the business aspect of it. You know, it's just I I don't really know what I'm getting into on that on that end. So, yeah. I mean, if you're thinking, mean, especially with you thinking about moving out too, you know, like it's better to give yourself like a, a better shot, like with capital and like financially. Yeah, and exp- and while gaining experience, you know. Yeah, and they actually like they pay pretty decent for training. Like they they said like starting rate would be like twenty nine an hour. So I was like, that's pretty decent from what I've seen out there for like, you know, trainers, you know? Yeah. It's not nearly as much of what I charge personally, but then again, like I, they would just be giving me clients. I wouldn't be recruiting them, you know? So I wouldn't expect to make nearly as much. That's true. So, uh, I don't know. I, I really want to take that like risk, but then again, I just don't know if I'm quite there yet. So I might just go with the uh, well if they if they want to hire me I think I might just go with it. It's called what is it called recreational recreation fitness or something. But the lady that owns it, she um she's very interesting, Emily Emily Ledger. Uh, do they have their web page here? Yeah, recreation fitness, and um. Let me go to her thing because she won. She won kind of won kind of some business related thing. So I was like, "Oh shit!" That's why I feel like I could learn a lot. Emily was honored honored to be named the twenty fifteen Woman Entrepreneur of the Year by the Long Beach Chamber of Commerce Women's Business Council. Oh, okay. I thought it was like the Business Council. Okay. She is a proud alum of Leadership Long Beach Institute class. Uh, uh, it's 2019 Henri and Mayor Robert Garcia's Long Beach Business Awards. So that's pretty legit, you know? She works with people, like I said, Parkinson's, dementia, lupus, multiple sclerosis. So that's pretty interesting. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's a good opportunity. You know, how are you? I think I'm... I, yeah, thinking about maybe doing it. Cause like my own personal training business is just kind of, it's just kind of been like, just kind of cruising on where it's at right now. It's not really growing. Yeah, it's just challenging. Cause most most growth is really from like referrals, but it's like everyone I'm training currently, I've I've already kind of like said like, hey, if you have anyone, like refer them. Yeah. And so I've kind of already gone through that process, and it's just picking up new clients is hard, you know. Yeah, I had a potential for a new client. They live kind of far, like about like twenty five minutes up to four or five or something. But and the lady had agreed. It was for me to work with her mother, who actually has dementia. Interesting, interestingly enough, um, and we had agreed to everything. And then at the very end of the the conversation, she was like, "Oh, are you uh vaccinated?" I was like, "Fuck!" I was really? Like, yeah. We'd like set up like price, frequency, like what she's looking for, this, that, and the other. And I was like, and then she hit me with the vaccine question at the end. I was like, no. She was like, ooh, okay. Um, well, we haven't had anyone come to the house that's not vaccinated, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and she was like, all right, well, let's just, I was like, well, just, you know, we can put it in. And if you don't feel comfortable or whatever, you know, just give me a call back and we'll figure it out. And then, like, not even a week later, she was like, yeah, 
We're gonna hold off and wait till you get vaccinated before you do that. I'm like, God damn it. How annoying, dude. But the thing is, it's so frustrating because they're vaccinated, both of them, yeah. her and her mom. So it's like, you're good. That's why I get fucking vaccinated. Yeah, I know. You know? It, this this idea of like, you, like, I need to take my medicine for your medicine to work. Like, that's <laughs> fucking dumb. Dude, I hate this vaccine shit. It, it's like, if you don't feel comfortable and you feel like you're at risk and you don't want to get it, that's the reason you take the vaccine, to mitigate that risk. Me not having, being vaccinated doesn't really matter, right? Because even say if I did have COVID, which I don't, you have the vaccine and that's that's why you take it, to protect yourself, you know? Yeah, dude. And it's like me, you know, me having the vaccine doesn't really really change thing but it's like i'm not about to have this like heated ass argument with a potential client it's like and create that friction and it's like all right if that's really like what it is i guess you know it's so frustrating yeah i'm kind of facing that dilemma a little bit because like for uh the navy if you don't have your vaccine you have to go to like a two-week quarantine you just sit there and do nothing mm. and then uh, i found, found out today too like when you graduate boot camp and like later on not in like more liberty which is just like leave on the weekends um like they kind of like i think they you gotta have like your fucking vaccine to leave i mean for uh, the, like yeah in some situations in the, yeah. like the base or whatever yeah yeah and i'm like dude that's so so bullshit See, I, I have a i have a problem with that incentivizing different kinds of things for people to get it it's like either you have it or you don't and that's it, just, it. it is what it is you know yeah like giving these little like oh if you uh get it then you don't have to wear a mask inside anymore you know have you heard that thing yeah. which again like it's completely f- stupid as fuck too because you think any kind of business is gonna have someone standing at the at the front de- at the front door checking vaccine cards no like it's just like you walk in and then like you know either you're wearing a mask or not they're not gonna press you on it last week i went to taco tuesday and then i had to go get some allergy medicine i walked in with all my friends you know yeah. and i was kind of fumbling put my mask on whatever you know and then my other buddy was like walking in behind me too and then like the guy from target was like kind of standing by the door he's like oh sir like you need a mask it's like to my buddy, you know, was he wasn't wearing one, but he's just walking in, and he's like, oh, no, I got mine right here. And he pulls it out of his pocket and holds it up, <laughs> and he puts it back in his pocket. <laughs> he kept what? walking. And God didn't say anything. No, my buddy's kind of like a bigger, yeah, like, I could see him being intimidated. Yeah, yeah. Um, dude, I mean, yeah, I get it. I, I know people that do that, and I just, I hate having that conflict constantly, you know? I do too. It's just, it's just, it just gets fucking old. And they just they make it so hard for you to not comply. Essentially, is yeah. everyone's brainwashing and thinking like this is what you need to do, even though it makes literally no sense. Like when you walk into a restaurant and you're wearing a fucking mask sitting in your line, and then you look to the like two feet to your right, and there's a bunch of people sitting with that mask on. It's just like, like what the fuck are we doing? Are you talking about when you walk into the restaurant? Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. I yeah that that pisses me off. So I walk in now without it, <laughs> like I did when I picked up food the other day. Because mm-hmm. I'm like. Those people, no one in here is. I'm not gonna fucking like when I walk through the door frame. It's not like COVID yeah. or whatever, you know. Yeah. Oh. Anyway, so it, it just makes it like hard to live here in California. Like more and more, I keep thinking like, can I stay here forever? You know, it's like 100. percent I feel the same way. It's like I don't know. Yeah. Florida and Texas are just like in like 
the real America, you know? Yeah. Do what you want. 100%. It's tough out here. What do you need to do, though, you know? Yeah. Um, alright, yeah. That's it there, I guess. Sorry about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, dude, so yeah, I just got to tell you a couple stories about my new health coaching uh, and job. So first one, I had this guy. Man, I think I told you, some, so many of the people on there are just so utterly fucked. It's just like... <laughs> yeah, yeah. But your, your life is just so miserable. And... You know, it's just like what by their own accord or like what? You know, it's just maybe the circumstance they were born in. Maybe it's personal decisions through you know last 40, 50, 60 years of bad decisions. Whatever it is, yeah. you're just you're in just an absolutely fucked position, and your life sucks. Yeah. And you have, you know, you're obese, and you have high blood pressure, and whatever else, you know. And it's just you know you look, you work a shitty job that you don't care about, and it's just like. This is very unfortunate. And yeah. one of these guys where that was in that kind of situation, he's, t- he's talking about how stressed he is and he's got all these health issues. And he's like bitching to me about how there's like shitty drivers in her city. And like he's trying to reduce his stress, but all these drivers, blah, blah, blah. I was like, how fucking just miserable is your life if uh, is your life where you're sitting on the phone talking to me about how sh- shitty the drivers are yeah, in your city. In- in your city. I don't care. Why don't we talk about something that's, that's actually... Something that we can address. Yeah, right? I was like, so my, you know, I was like, oh, you should really, you know, just focus more on actual things you can affect as opposed to... External things. Yeah, you know? And then he was like, oh, you know, we were getting towards the end. And he's like, oh, I'd like to try and start exercising more. And, and but then he talked about how he had no time. You know, he's busy. Uh, and then I was like, well, you know, if you want to exercise, you got to make time. You know, and he lost his shit when I said that. He was like, he was like, make time. He starts fucking screaming. He's like, make time. Fucking just losing it. Like, is this over Skype or on the phone? On the phone. Oh, thank goodness. Yeah. Like, (laughs) I'd say maybe about like 30% or so are video conference, Uh but most people just call. Yeah. I I just, I I probably would have just hung up on him if it was a video call, but he's just giving me an ear beating about how dare I say, you have to make time. Really? And then he's like, why don't you come and do my job? I'll come and do yours. I'm like, no, I don't want your miserable ass life. Like, what are you? <laughs> oh, dude. I was like, this is how fucked these people are. Dude, I feel. <laughs> they'll make they'll make any excuse. They'll make oh. any excuse to just not get their shit together. Oh, uh-huh, dude. I feel like I'd be rough. I'd end up giving it back to them. <laughs> yeah. I. You can't do that. It was fresh in the day, so I was like, whatever. Just move on to the next one. Did you, did you say, all right, thank you all. Talk yep. to next week? No. <laughs> no I, thankfully, I don't have to talk to them again. But because um, I do them like every six weeks or so, and they can request you to meet again, but usually you just sign them up with someone else, whoever's available, you know. Um. So, you know, whatever. He has to deal with this shit. That kind of makes it hard, though, to like check in with what they're doing and whatnot, right? Or, yeah. Well, um, we, we take a bunch of notes. On just you know what they're trying to work on, we do some data collection on different kinds of stuff. Then mm-hmm. we set you know smart goals, like actionable goals. Like what's your hourly on that when you get paid? Um, it's like it's not great. It's like 18, 17, 18 hours, something like that. But it's so, thirty minute sessions, right? Twenty five. So you get paid like eight, nine bucks or something like that. Yeah, you know, and then you know, 
it just it's just I fill in my schedule whenever I'm not doing anything. I just put it in like I'm available from this time to this time. Yeah. And you know, like Mondays, Mondays I do. I'm not really busy with training, so I do basically like almost a full day, like seven, seven, seven and a half hours. Oh shit. Yeah. So I'll meet with like a fuckload of people, but then other other like. Other days, um, Thursdays and Sundays. Thursdays, I'm just busy. I don't have any time. Sundays, I don't like to really work. But other days, I'll just do maybe like three-hour blocks, two-hour blocks, whatever I have time for, you know? Yeah. And I try and get between like 20, 25 hours for the week. That's pretty That's, solid. Yeah. And it's just it's just easy because, you know, you just you get like a half an hour before to like look up your people and write some notes down and get prepared for the day. And you just, you know, you just go through, talk to people. It's not very hard. So it's like, and it just, it's just, um, it's just experience with health coaching and just um, building the resume to potentially work into a better health coaching position in the future. Because this one's only really tempor- temporary. It's until August. It's temporary part-time. They might, she said they might hire more, um, more permanent part-time or full-time people um in the future but who knows so it's just you know kind of just something to build up the ring man yeah so i worked for a lot of health online which is cool i guess um so yeah just doing that in the meantime but um oh yeah so that was the one that was pretty interesting and then just yesterday <laughs> this one was fucking insane dude uh so it shows the practice of what they're doing. It's just like general health coaching or maybe healthy weight or healthy blood pressure or tobacco free. Like they're trying to quit Mm -hmm. smoking, you know? So this was a guy who was a tobacco free and he pops up on the screen. It's like a six year old dude. Um, no shirt from Florida. Okay. And then he's kind of explaining, but it's kind of cutting in and out, um, with the feed and I can't quite hear some things he's saying. And then I'm like, oh, so how much are you smoking? And he's like, oh, that's the thing. I'm not really smoking, but I have an addiction. I was like, okay. So then he talked about how he had like um, neck spine issues and he got PRP injections a couple weeks ago or whatever. And then because of the pain, he got addicted to oxycodone. Oxycodone? Oxycodone. Yeah. Oxycontin. Oxycontin. O- oxycontin or oxycodone or one of those oxys, whatever the fuck it is, for pain, you know? Uh-huh. And then he was like, yeah, I got hooked on those. And then recently... I got into doing crystal meth and I was like, (laughs) he just admitted to me that he was doing crystal meth. I was like, homie, bro, this isn't what this is, bro. It's the back. I would have asked him, oh, how how is it? I was so concerned. I was just like, I was like, oh shit, this is not good. (laughs) So then I like panicked. I was like, fuck. All right. And then, um, I could tell like, this was like, you know, Obviously, I'm assuming serious because he was like, he was like, he looked very concerned and yeah. So I just, I was like, dude, you gotta, you gotta reach out to your primary care physician. This one was, this one was like on video. Yeah, this is a video one. Yep, 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 yep. And um, what was your facial reaction? I, I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) I I probably looked a little shocked, but I tried to pull together and be like professional. Hopefully, I didn't. Yeah. I don't think I did anything too egregious. He didn't point it out. Um, but I just couldn't believe it. He just is like, in Florida, of course, too, you know? Yeah. Crystal meth. But you hear about that all the time. I forget what that one documentary is, but they talked about all the pill mills down in Florida. Like the pain management. 
um, places and how, yeah, people would get hooked on legal prescription drugs yeah. and then eventually that would lead them to be maybe doing illegal stuff because it was street, cheaper. Street stuff. Yeah, street stuff, you know, because um, it was cheaper because maybe like their prescription ran out or and then they had to just buy them or whatever the case may be and they start taking shit like that. Now, that was like the first like time I've like actually seen it like that kind of so you can advise like, him to like contact his primary. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, either you know through them or do some research on on your own and like look up a NA like Narcotics Anonymous or something, and and you know they'll be able to help you better. But I was like, I'm that's above my pay grade, dude. <laughs> that's that's gonna be a no for me, dog. Yeah, if you said he got addicted to crystal meth. I, I, can't, like, I can't remember it. Or just socially. Just socially. Um, no, I think he got was like addicted to it. He, he, he'd been doing it for a minute, and he was a little concerned. <laughs> <laughs> well, props to him. <laughs> yeah, I was like, dude. like, Get on I, you, man. I don't know much about addiction, but I was like, I think the first step in recovery, like that 12-step admitting you have a problem. Yeah. yeah, and that's what I told him. I felt like pretty smart saying that. So I was like, even though I'm not like the guy to help you out with this, like the fact that you just admitted that to someone and you're taking that path is like, that's a good step, man. You know, mm-hmm. I tried to reassure him as much as I could. Um, so hopefully he followed through on that. But um, yeah, dude, that was so wild. I could not believe that, dude. Just someone, someone admitting that they do crystal meth is just so wild. Uh, but anyways, yeah. Interesting job. Um, what else? Dude, I don't know. I think that's just about it. Well, I guess the last thing, like personally, is once I graduate, I think about thinking about doing the CSES. Think I'm gonna go through with that. Yeah, it seems like the next step. I mean, I'm gonna, I got my NASA coming up on expiring in three months, and I'll probably mm-hmm. still expire. And whenever I get back into it, get, I'm just get my CSES. That's probably the move. Yeah. Yeah, because you don't even need like personal training certification or anything like that. No. You just you just need your degree. Yeah. And then if you're CS, yes, like who cares if you have mass or whatever. Yeah. That one. Yeah. That's that's good. That's like a good move. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I um one of my I think I brought it up last time is one of my clients, she got shoulder shoulder surgery. She was going to this physical therapist over in Torrance, Beach City Orthopedics. And he's a really cool guy. He he offered for me to come over to the facility and check it out. And so I went over like a few days ago, maybe a week ago, <clears throat> and I was just asking them questions and whatnot. I was seeing if they had like a referral system, you know, um, for like post rehabilitation kind of stuff. And he was like, oh, not exactly. But then he kind of asked what I specialize in. I was like, they get a lot of athletes over there because their main facilities in um, Manhattan Beach where they do the surgeries and they have a PT clinic there. But then they send a lot of the athletes over this other location because they have turf outside it's very interesting uh gym kind of physical therapy office or whatever you know mm-hmm. um and so yeah essentially i just told him i was like well i guess i guess golfers and triathletes <laughs> i was like that's kind of like what i'm trying to get into you know so anyone coming out of rehab with uh, with those two kind of sports in mind i was like if you have one of those, like for sure, let me know. Mm-hmm. So hopefully that translates to something. Nice. 
Um, but yeah, I was asking him because I was like, uh, I'm thinking about doing like CSCS or TPI. And he was like, if you're going to do those, I, he said he recommended to do the CSCS first, which is more general, obviously. And then from there, getting the golf certification. So, yeah. We will see. Yeah. I'm excited about that. I'm excited to be done with school. Yeah. I'm over that shit. Um, dude, no, what time we got? We're almost coming up on an hour. The only current event I really have is the test holiday thing. So you're not familiar with this, huh? Uh-uh. So, um, this is probably uh, just about two weeks ago now. I actually made a YouTube video about this because it pissed me off, dude. Uh, she tweeted that she was diagnosed with anorexia and is now in recovery. And she also said kind of like something to the to the fact that like, oh, I've been abusing my body and I'm finally ready to like take care of it or something like Wait, that. Wait, is this the fat bitch who was saying like healthy at any size? Yeah. I'll bring her out for you. Bitch, you should get anorexia. Like, I would you should get it. I would prescribe it to you. <laughs> <laughs> you know? This, this lady. Talking about? This lady. You know, she's really like, att- like her face is like very attractive. She has great tattoos. I know you don't like tattoos, but she has like amazing yeah. tattoos. But she's just obviously morbidly obese. Yeah. And that's not that's not hating on her. That's just it is what it is. Like yeah. she, like I don't need to know her height and her weight to diagnose her with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's definitely 40, 40 and above on the BMI scale. Yeah. So um, what the thing is with that is that that's literally impossible because for anorexia you have to be of abnormally low body weight that's like by definition anorexia did you look at the actual definition yeah i'll look it up right now or is it just like a mindset or is it like an actual no it's like like a mental diagnosis it's like it's not it's not like a um like a a mental kind of thing or whatever i know i know where you're going at that how do you spell anorexia i don't know how to spell um a lack or loss of appetite of food for food and uh, I guess an emotional disorder characterized by obsessive desire to look to lose weight by refusing to eat. So I mean that's not exactly. All right, here we go. It says I normally low body weight. All right, or an uh, an obsession to lose weight and be thin, which is just obviously not the case. Yeah, really, yeah. like you don't have you don't have an obsession or desire to lose weight by refusing to eat. Because you're obviously very big, so you're eating too much, you know. Yeah. So I mean, it's just a, it's just, it's just, it's just a problem because, um, she obviously has a massive following and like a bunch of people that will just follow her and just say yes, queen, to any bullshit she yeah. says, and just you know, I'm sure she has a lot of young impressionable women that follow her, who just are you know the the social justice warrior type of like very liberal and just um inclusive yeah. type of people that want to support people and that kind of thing speak your truth types sure you know and there's really nothing wrong with that but when you're just spouting wrong information cuz say some young impressionable girl is 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 reading that tweet from her and she's what she looks like she's like oh that's anorexia well no that's the exact opposite 
So say maybe you are someone that actually does have an obsession with losing weight and actually might have anorexia or is leaning in that direction. And you think you have a problem, but then you're like, oh, wait, no, I don't have anorexia. Tess Holiday has anorexia. And then yeah. you, you go about your life, you know, self-diagnosing yourself and not really understanding what's going on with your body. That's, that's the, that's the big problem I have with it. Um, and, and she, and the thing is she like anyone that calls her out on it is just saying how fucking stupid they are, this, that, and the other. And, and just like, well, I don't even know what she said. Just essentially shouting them down saying no you're fucking like wrong this is like my body this is what i was diagnosed with i was like i'd, I'd love to know what fucking doctor diagnosed <laughs> you with uh anorexia yeah. yeah if anything you have probably like a, like a binge eating disorder or something if you have a, a an, an, an eating disorder yeah for real where you you binge eat but it's not bulimia because i i'm almost positive bulimia is where you binge eat but then you purge right, right? right yeah so um, that means you don't really digest the food and get get the calories from it. But you, you obviously, not obviously, but if you had any kind of eating disorder, it would be binge eating. Not anorexia. It's yeah. the exact opposite. doesn't make any sense. Shit pisses me off. Yeah. There's a whole lot of that in the world, too. Yeah, dude. It's a problem with the internet. Any, any idiot can have a voice. Yeah, yeah. And she, I mean, she, she has a really big one too. Yeah. <laughs> figuratively well, or literally? No, like figuratively. She's obviously is physically very big, but she has a giant social media following. So you reach, you reach a lot of people much more than like your standard kind of, uh, expert in the field that would address this and get out the truth about what's going on. Yeah. Only a small fraction. And, and the type of people that follow Tess Holiday aren't going to really seek out that kind of information, you know? Any Anyone that, fo- like, watches that, that that type of video, calling out that bullshit, like Greg Doucette made a video. The the crossover of Tess Holiday fans and Greg Doucette fans is probably a big zero. Zero. So, um, that's, that, you know, that's a problem. But anyways, that's really, honestly, all I have in regards to current events. I just have not been keeping up. Um... I'm trying to think. Anything. Really, all my current events just come from Greg Doucette. And just, uh, Bless you. <laughs> um, From his stuff. Yeah, I don't know. I think that's it. Any good Jerry appearances lately? I'm trying to think. He's been having a lot of comedians on, so not really. Yeah, I mean, he had... Gordon Ryan. I listened to a little bit of Lex Friedman. Uh, we talked to we talked about we Gordon Ryan last time. Yeah. Um, Let me think. Dude, ever since he's been on Spotify, dude, the show's just been like gone downhill for me. You don't have Spotify, huh? I do, but it's just I was still? always I was always a YouTube clip type of guy. YouTube clip? Well, they still have YouTube clips. Yeah, but not as many as they used to. I think it's like fifteen total minutes from every episode. Yeah. Well, how much were they doing before? Depending on the guest, how much good stuff it was. Sure. Yeah, he hasn't really had any fitness-related people on. Because Ethan Souffle, we talked about him last time. Um, but you don't really listen to 
even back in the YouTube days, you wouldn't really listen to like full po- podcasts all that much, unless it was like someone you really liked. Alex Jones. <laughs> yeah. You got to tune into those ones. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Dude, speaking of that, like, you guys had an Eddie Bravo or like, or like the Fight Companion people on in a, in a long time. Well, that. I think they're kind of spread out right now for the most part. Like, yeah, but I mean, actually. like, yeah, but I mean, like, if they really want to, they could get together. Like, yeah, know. I'm sure they will. I hope they do a Fight Companion soon. I'm missing those. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what comes of like Austin. I mean, Texas in general just sounds like a pretty cool place to go right now. You know, but I'm seeing like Austin's kind of slowly becoming like a little bit shittier. People are saying. Well, yeah, that's kind of like <laughs> it's funny because <laughs> some of the guests that come on Drogan's podcast they talk about how much like homeless people are there, and I was like, well, I was like, shit. And it's kind of one of the big reasons Joe left LA was the homeless problem. Yeah, you know, other you know, obviously it was COVID regulations too and stupid ass governor. But um, they've been saying it's getting taxes. It's been, probably getting, it's been getting worse like recently. Yeah, and like because uh, Austin. Wonder why like, that is? Well, Austin's like the liberal city in. Texas, you mm-hmm, know, so like mm-hmm. they have probably they probably have more like homeless friendly like laws policies. Yeah. yeah, I wonder, I wonder what kind of <clears throat> what what their policies are on that. I mean, it's getting. I mean, have you seen Venice? No. Oh, dude, it's brutal. Dude, fucking terrible. Really? Like, like there was a little video I was watching of like one year ago. In Venice. Well, it was cleaned up for a while, right? I don't know. It, I was watching a year ago in Venice, and then I was watching like next to it. It was like the same day, but like this year, mm-hmm. dude, fucking terrible. It looks like Skid, well, I mean, it's looks tough. like Skid Row on Venice Beach. It's tough to 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 compare it to last year because last year we were like middle of quarantine. You know? Okay, so, I, I meant well, I meant, maybe that might have been in quarantine, but there was still like beach life around, like you know, people what do you mean, beach life, like people? like people like out like the Venice Beach, like. Like the bodybuilding area and whatnot, like working mm-hmm. out, mm-hmm. people on the boardwalk kind of like roller skating, and now it's just all like tense and homeless and just like, yeah, it's like a ghost town besides the zombies. Like, yeah, I mean, LA supports that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's fucking nuts, you know. So you can just camp out and you know, yeah, I mean, right. Skid Row. I, I mean, I've watched, I've watched multiple videos of people just driving down. Like not even necessarily Skid Row in particular, but just downtown LA. They'll just drive down the street for a couple minutes and record, and just tent, 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 tent for minutes, mm-hmm. all along the sidewalk. Like there's like literally no way you'd let anyone you cared about walk down there. Like, no, that that's super dangerous. Um, just where do you put all those people? You know. Yeah, that's that's fucked. It's weird. Um, we're getting a lot off topic though, but um, yeah, you know, Texas, Texas is cool. Maybe eventually go there one day. I, I still want to go to the Onnit gym. Um, you guys on? Yeah, oh, we'll be done shortly. Yeah, we'll I'll let you know. Just a few minutes. Um, yeah, I want to still go to the Onnit gym. I, I'm sure they're open now. I should look into that since it's since it's uh since the semester's ending soon. Yeah. Go check that out. But anyways, yeah, I think that's it. Like, I don't know. Anything else to add? I think that's all we got. And I just remembered uh, we were supposed to break down the UFC PI that came out. I just have not had any time. Yeah, I got to remember to go through it. Yeah, so unfortunately we don't have it this week, but we'll look into that. I'm going to try and work ahead on my schoolwork and get that done prior to um, last day of school. 
and we'll be able to break that down and check that out because I'm interested to see. And then, um, sorry about the camera, I probably should have addressed that at the top. Didn't bring an SD card. This guy doesn't have a single SD card in his whole house somehow. I've had one, but I don't have it with me. That's unfortunate. So, no video. I didn't feel like driving back to my house. So, it's just audio this time. Whatever. Um, this has been the Performance Academy Podcast with Zach Rowe and Josh Rice. And we'll see you guys next time. Peace. Later.